Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here is episode 400 of the next English podcast. And... <laughs> by, by the way, this is a podcast, as I said, but there is also a video on my YouTube channel, on Teachers the Next YouTube channel. And because I did not want to celebrate the 400th episode of the next English podcast alone, I decided to invite a VIP guest to mark the occasion appropriately. What VIP guest could it be, I hear you asking? Well, it could only be you, Luke. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's very flattering to be invited on to your 400th episode. And I should say, and a VIP, well, I don't know about that. But uh, congratulations to you for re reaching 400 episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Thank well you, done for getting this far and for sticking with it uh, all this time. It's not as many as you, but that will be that will always be hard unless you take a break. So you have to take a break for me to catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> how many episodes do you do? Do you, any idea how many you do in a year? Um, yeah, I actually do have an idea. It's usually around fifty to fifty-three. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm about three hundred and fifty episodes ahead of you. So that's what, seven years worth? <laughs> Not that I've been doing it for seven years longer than you, but um, so if I had to, if I had to take it, for me to take a break so that you could catch me up, I'd have to stop for seven years. I wonder what those seven years would be spent doing. I don't know. Something, something else. Something uh, not it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a fulfilled life for sure. So no, I think uh, maybe I need those seven years just to learn French. You know. <laughs> anyway. Congratulations on reaching 400 episodes. I mean, these milestones are worth celebrating, aren't they? Yeah. Sometimes it, 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 makes, it, gives some, it gives some sort of pressure to us. But you know what? I mean, you're right. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone is happy for you to do whatever you want in your 400th episode, I Thank would you. say. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So um, it's fantastic to have you here, Luke. So how are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks very much. Uh, as I was saying to you before we started recording, just a bit busy. I mean, um, I did a rambling episode recently where I kind of went into some of the details, but we are moving. We should be moving to a new apartment. We are having lots of work done on the new apartment. It's still not ready. There's lots of things. It's a nightmare. Like, no, just don't move. Just stay in one place for your whole life, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, choosing all the little details and trying to work with the people who are doing the work in the new place and our time in this current place is running out and we still haven't put everything in boxes and take, you know, you can see a lot of books on the shelf behind me and other things. It's all still there, but time is running out. We've got a deadline, which is when we have to leave this flat. And so it's all going to come to a head 
in the sort of five days before we leave when we'll be madly rushing around stuffing everything into bags and boxes and we're going to be very stressed out even more than now but other than that things are all right things are pretty good and i can't wait for us to be installed in our new flat and um i'm going to have a new pod room as well Mm. which will be fun i'm going to be i'm going to looking forward to setting that up and putting things up on the walls and stuff Yes. Nice. So we must be really excited about it. You know, when you said you you you, you would be rushing, you have <laughs> no idea. I think you can imagine what I immediately thought of when you said that. A certain <laughs> joke uh, yeah. that I I, I don't I don't know how I feel about this joke. Whether I kind of hate it and I want to just everyone to forget about it, or if I really like it and I want to keep doing it. But I think maybe I like it and want to keep doing it. I don't know. I don't really understand. It just won't go away, though. Like every single time, I hear you mention the. I, you don't even want to do it or go for it, but that it's just it's always there. It's like I have to say it now. If I if I say Russian or rushing, then I have to kind of do a little nod to the joke. But it, you know, it's like. Because it gets annoying sometimes. Oh, I just sometimes wonder what people think. Like they don't know the origin story of of the joke, and they don't realise. Like you know, I was I did an episode with my brother recently, and uh, the Russian joke came up, and he was like, "Oh, it's kind of a shit joke, though, isn't it?" And and I was like, "Well, do you know? Do you even know where the story of how how it happened?" And I told him the story, and he was like, "Actually, that's really good." So like, there you go. You see. so yeah. it's just one of the, it's just like a miscommunication thing yeah. where people, you know, doing a podcast, you probably know yourself where you say something or say something in a, in a few episodes, but then there's a lot of people who haven't heard you say that or tell that story that the background story or the context of a thing and people just misunderstand it and they maybe leave a comment which shows, oh, you haven't listened, you didn't listen to the end of this particular episode, did you? So you've got no idea what you're talking about. And then kind of like this misinformation spreads anyway. I I find that you often sort of go back to it and explain it. You sort of um, want to make sure that the new listeners are in the picture whereas me i always sort of most of the time i just assume everybody has heard my, my episode episodes before and maybe you are doing it in the right way actually i don't know that the, yeah. the thing is that there's like you know uh there's always going to be like a large section of people who have heard a lot of your older episodes yeah. and who know all the reference points that you all the things you refer to it's quite a large section of the audience, but then an, a, another, maybe equally large section of the audience haven't heard that stuff, and they're quite new. So you kind of think, "Oh God, what do I do?" Because you know, I want—I'm always, you know—if it was a classroom, if I was in a classroom as a teacher, yeah. and like half the students understood something and the other half didn't, um, I would feel obliged to make sure that other half understood what was going on because you always want to unite everyone you want everyone to be on the same page working together on the same wavelength you don't want divisions in your class it's just it just makes things much too difficult and and everyone sort of suffers as a result when people don't really you know people are at different levels of understanding Mm -hmm. you want to try and bring everyone together yeah but, so that's kind of the motivation behind explaining things again and again. Yeah, but at the same time, it might be you might have to juggle a little bit because the people who hear it again and again, they might get a little bit tired of it. 
Yeah. You know, and, and at the same time, you might actually be rewarding the long-term listeners by these all these Easter eggs or references. And it's, it's just that it's just that moment when you allow us. Uh, obviously, I I also listen to Luke's English podcast. You allow me to cast my mind back to that episode. I don't know four years ago, and I'm like, ah, that's that episode. It's a, it's a brilliant moment. But when you when you actually start explaining it again, oh, the Russian joke. Let me tell you what it is. I'm like, here we go again. You know, <laughs> I think that's the that's kind of the, the meme. I can use that word, isn't it, for the Russian joke, which is that it's like this joke that its origin is is a specific situation, and and there's a funny story about how I told a joke, which actually, you know, I was, I was quite pleased with it at the time when you when I came up with it on the spot, but the audience of people didn't understand it, and I explained it again, and they still didn't understand it. But Paul was sitting at the back of the room just, you know, pissing himself. And uh, and then I told uh, Amber, we told Amber the story on the podcast and she found it really funny. A story, you know, just a, it's just, you know, those misunderstandings are funny. But then it just got a life of its own because then so many people in, in my podcast audience didn't get it either. And so the joke is that this is a joke that, that always has to be re-explained and the fact it has to be re-explained is the funny thing yeah. uh, but there's but there's always going to be a certain number of people who don't get it and so and for that reason i can never move on you know especially yeah, also when paul mentions it when he's like oh you know and then i'm like oh god do you know uh, what luke i actually think there's going to be a large portion of listeners who just want to wind you up as well and they're always going to ask this because <laughs> yeah. they know they know you would have to you will have to explain it to them. So I, I I'm really convinced that a uh, lot of people who are who are telling you that they don't know what the joke is, they do know all uh, all too well, and they just want to you know mm. <laughs> take the take think, the piss. I think I can tell. I think I can tell when someone is like tongue-in-cheek going oh i didn't explain that russian joke but then there are some comments that show that they haven't understood it mm -hmm. and it's like when people sort of try to use the russian joke and they use it wrong you know or they just kind of like do a version of it that's wrong yeah. and it's like ah, ah, no no it's not it like, like a lot of people seem to think it's rush in like to rush into a room to rush in but it's not it's rushing anyway <laughs> here we go again we're doing it again i did actually i have just a final point about the russian joke and this is not this is your 400th episode so we shouldn't be going on about this but um um i actually a, a while ago i was going through a lot of old episodes and trying to make clips trying to record little clips that i could upload to youtube i ended up not uploading them because it just takes too long and it's too complicated but i've got a file uh, a folder in my computer with lep clips Mm -hmm. And there's lots of little clips of moments and stuff. And um, and I managed to get almost every Russian joke reference. It sounds like it was a really big job, but it was actually quite easy. I pretty much searched through every Amber and Paul episode and skipped through them until I came across a Russian joke reference. Yeah. And so I've taken all those clips out. So I've got a folder <laughs> full of Russian joke clips now, um, now, now you have to do a, a, the Russian joke episode as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to do the Russian joke supercut <laughs> where I do all of the clips. Now, it's not all of the clips. There are some that I've missed, uh, but uh, I'm going to put that together and publish it. 
but then I'm going to need to do a 15 minute introduction at the beginning to explain why I'm why I'm doing it. But uh, you know, it's all right. I'll I'll you do it. You can't go wrong with that. And you say this is my episode, and you don't have to feel bad about this, Luke, because you know at the beginning of every episode I let my guests plug themselves anyway. I talk about their product, but here we don't need to do that. <laughs> You've been on this podcast many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plenty of my listeners come from your podcast. Not everyone, as it used to be in the past, but a lot, a lot. So I, I don't think, I don't think it's necessary here. If, if you guys don't know who Luke is, just Google Luke. Just, just write Luke in Google, and that Bob's your uncle. I don't know. Don't know if that's going to work. I think you probably get Luke Skywalker if you do that. If you just Google Luke. Oh, no, it's Luke. Okay. Yeah, you get Luke Skywalker and you get the clothing company, Luke 1977, which is a a, a British menswear clothing company. And and for for ages, I've been looking for a a T-shirt that says Luke established 1977. They used to do those logos on their T-shirts because I was established in 1977. That's when I was born, showing my age. (laughs) Um, If you do that, you'll probably get Luke. I, I worked out recently that... Well, not that recently, some time ago, that I think I'm the fourth most famous Luke Thompson in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are, there's, there are a couple of rugby players, a country musician, and there's a movie star. I think I've talked about this before. There's a movie star who was in um, uh, Dunkirk, an extra mm. or a mm. background actor in Dunkirk. So he's another famous, but I think I am technically more famous than him, even if even if he's been in Dunkirk. So I'm the fourth most famous Luke Thompson in the world. Well, but, I think I think it's good enough, and also, you know, unlike some other of these famous people, you're still alive. I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess they they are some of them might be already dead. So the thing yeah, is, yeah. you you still have a lot of time ahead of you. So who who says this is this is uh, where this ends? You know, you, you yeah. might. Maybe one day I will be the third most famous <laughs> in the world. Yeah, that 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 would need another episode on itself, Luke. So thank you very much once again for being here. And uh, do you know what? I have prepared a quiz for us. Mm-hmm. And it's a quiz that sort of celebrates the impact and the influence your podcast, Luke's English Podcast, has had over the years on my podcast, on the next English podcast. Now, I mean, you know this, because when I started the podcast, I did ask you, I did ask you if I could start my own podcast and if I could name it the next English podcast, which seemed kind of as if I was ripping ripping you off or something, yeah, at the time. And also the format was quite similar. So you know all the story behind it, yeah. Mm, I do. I remember actually when um when I got your message and uh like checked out some of the the content that you'd already made, because you did some stuff before you decided to launch Zdenix English Podcast officially. And I remember where I was, I was in a classroom at one of the schools I was working at. And I think I had a no-show. I think the student hadn't turned up, which is just like the greatest thing for a teacher, <laughs> by the way. And we love teaching, right? Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. you have a, a class, it's maybe a one-to-one lesson and the student doesn't turn up, it's a no-show. It's like, oh, I just get some time to do some other things, to answer emails and stuff. So I got your email and I remember listening to your stuff. So yeah, Zdenex English podcast, sort of inspired by Luke's English podcast. You know, my my wife thinks I shouldn't have allowed you to do that. Do you know that? (laughs) No, you never told me. Why? (laughs) I don't know, because she thinks that, you know, 
that I I should try and maintain the uniqueness of of my of my uh, brand name or something. Uh, but I, you know, I, I've told her, no, no, it's fine. It's I'll all. have to have a word with your wife then. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I see. You've actually surprised me with this. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, but that's right. It's fine. It's 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 part of marriage. So you don't always see eye to eye <laughs> on everything, and you know, uh, when you're married, you have opinions about what the other person is doing. That's all normal. And, uh, but it doesn't matter. It's fine uh, because as Denix English podcast, um, I mean, I, I remember at the time I was thinking, yeah, this could be cool. You know, everyone could have their own podcast and they could all call it their own, you know, everyone, all the learners of English and could have their own podcast. It's a great idea. And why not let them call, call it, you know, Zdenex English podcast or Guillaume's English podcast or whatever it is. So, you know, I like that idea. Do you know what? I think your wife, she, she's thinking business, business yeah. terms, yeah, like yeah. business mind. But you are a teacher. You are a teacher. So for you, this you must be actually kind of proud that there are people who start their own podcast inspired by you and who use this as a tool to improve their own English, which, is, which was how it originally started. I, yeah. When I started my podcast, I never thought of it as something that could one day make me some money. Not that it is making any money now, but uh, you know what I mean. I, mm-hmm. At least I, I, I have some. I have some people that support me, some patrons. Yes. But but well, we will get to that later because I've got some. I've got some questions about this. We, we had better. I should just say, you're right. My wife is a lot more business minded than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like maybe one of the things about our marriage that kind of makes it work <laughs> is that like I deal with certain things and she deals with certain things, and we kind of, you know, have complementary skills and viewpoints. So yeah, yeah so I, you know, I I'm thankful to my wife for being that way because I need that kind of influence in my in my life, just in case she's watching. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. Right. Hello too. Hello too. I have always had a lot of respect for you, Luke's wife. Now I'm like, hmm, she didn't want me to have my own podcast. So I, I don't know how I how I feel about you now, but uh no, I'm, I'm, she I'm, I'm, I'm sure your own podcast. She just <laughs> she's just like protective of 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 me and and all that stuff, but it's all right. Okay. Everything's everything's good. It's all good in the hood. All so right. you've got a quiz? I've got a quiz. And I have to warn you, Luke. It might make us feel a bit awkward. It's not always funny. It's more like informative. It's like it goes through the history of the next English podcast. And it's a bit self-indulgent and also glorification alert. <laughs> oh, yeah? When I, say, when I say glorification, I mean justified glorification of your podcast. And <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> really? I'm going to be flattered again here. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, you deserve it. You know, like uh, we should always acknowledge this. Like, I mean... I'm I'm sure your your own podcast has been inspired by something, right? It's not like oh, yeah. it came out of nowhere completely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. It took inspiration from. I was thinking about this the other day. Would you like me to say? Of course. I may have said it already, but there are a few other podcasts. I could probably name three. So one of them is uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's film reviews on BBC mm. Five Live. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was just one of the uh, very early podcasts I listened to, and I just loved the uh, personal and warm atmosphere that came from it. Uh, the other one was uh, the Adam and Joe Show, 
that yeah. used to be on BBC Six Music and was also a podcast, Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish. And mm-hmm. again, similar thing. I just like the camaraderie between them yeah. and the, the way they made it personal. And the third one is um, WTF with Mark Maron. And that was also very personalized and he shared a lot of his personal life. I mean, I don't do it as much as him, but also loved his interviewing style and the way he uh, just goes with the flow and he's a very good listener. And I always thought, oh, I'd love to be able to have conversations like he does on my podcast. So I don't know if it's anything like those three, but those are the sort of inspirations that kind of helped me to imagine what I would do. Well, it's bloody difficult to come up with something completely new, like out of nowhere. Where even like if you're, if anything you're creating, really, a song, a game, there's always going to be some sort of inspiration. Because uh, how do you get these ideas? You get these ideas by you consuming some kind of culture, yeah. And then even if you don't want it, you it's going to end up being influenced. Uh, we can talk about this more because I've got I've got one of the questions here from the quiz is kind okay. of a, a, about this. Uh, so it's 10 questions, Luke. And, um, and yeah, I, I'll give you options if you need them. Uh, so uh, you think you're ready? I'm ready. Absolutely. Okay. I was born ready for this quiz. <laughs> 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 so uh, for anyone who is not uh, uh, watching this, I'm going to be putting up the questions on the on screen as well. So here is question number one. What was the first episode of luke's english podcast denek hurt so i wonder if you if you remember this i do i do remember this yes i remember you telling me uh and that it's stuck in my uh head so it's the it's episode 40 uh which was called um feeling ill i think phrasal verbs and idioms for health and being ill health and feeling ill yeah health and feeling ill phrasal verbs and idioms phrasal verbs and vocabulary episode 40 yeah Mm-hmm. That's the one where I had a cold while I was recording the episode, and so I, had, I sort of was speaking a bit like this. Um, I thought, shall I do this because I've got a bit of a sore throat and my voice is a bit rough? And then I thought, yeah, this is, I should definitely do this because that's the whole theme of the episode. And yeah, 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 I like that episode. I, I did quite a lot of work to prepare for it. Prepared a lot of vocab and recorded a little jingle for it about feeling ill little rap about being ill and having a cold and at the time it was the, the the rhyme was something like i'm sick i'm sick i'm under the weather but in a few days i'm going to feel better i went to the doctor he said what was it? it everything's fine luke don't worry you haven't got swine flu something like that and those are the days that was 2009 i think and that's when swine flu was, <laughs> you remember swine remember the good days when yeah, swine flu was a problem and there was also a bird flu and yeah different yeah. types of flu bird flu swine flu it's like oh if only we could have swine flu again please bring back swine flu <laughs> so much nice like a nice flu isn't it compared to flipping yeah. COVID 19 exactly yeah. sorry i mentioned covid oh, <laughs> how, how on earth did you manage to do that <laughs> just, just don't bring up the do, b word do, do, do you know when it when when the covid started i i started recording mini mini interviews with a lot of different people because I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool at the time. And then... Well, oh, it's are... kind of like this zeitgeisty thing, COVID, that everyone's talking yeah. about, like a, like a trendy topic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Low for a few months. Uh, but uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. And now, now I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> no, you can't. No, you no, can't be flippant about it. No. No. no I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't flippant about it. It was more like I just wanted to explore that topic. But now, now it feels like, oh, my God, how could I even do that? Because everybody grew tired of the whole thing, right? Right. Well, no, actually, I think that what I remember those interviews where you were talking to people about, I think you interviewed me about that and, and just about COVID and lockdown and, 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 and lockdown yeah. stories from around the world. I thought that was a yeah, really yeah, yeah. good idea. And I listened to those and it was very interesting to hear people's personal accounts of how they were dealing with COVID and the situation in their countries. Great idea. But yeah, they, it's not something yeah. you could have continued because after even just a few months, people were completely fed up with COVID and they just didn't want to really think about it. Or exactly, talk about it. exactly. But yeah. back then it was kind of new and it was interesting to to just find out how people feel about it, what sort of different emotions. There yeah. was like a sp spectrum of emotions. Some people yeah. were were feeling brave about it. Some people were curious. Other people were afraid. And that was interesting in itself, right? Just to explore the, the spectrum of emotions. But uh, now it's like, you can't do it now, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. You could. But uh, yeah, people might be less interested in, in getting more commentary about that now. Yeah. I don't think but at the time, it was, it was very interesting and, and quite helpful as well to, you know, to feel like you weren't alone, to know that everyone in the world is kind of like going through a similar experience. I think that's quite... That was quite a nice thing, actually. Exactly. So I was going to give you options for this question number one, but no, no need for that. No need. My, my options were uh, episode 125, the Pink Gorilla story. You could test on the numbers. <laughs> okay. Episode 20. I, I could just test you. Test okay. you on, your, on, on the knowledge of your own podcast. Yeah. So what's episode 29? It's the mystery story. Narrative yeah. tenses. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the most popular, one of the most popular episodes, the, the, maybe the one of the most visited pages on my website, that one. Yeah. I'm not surprised. So question number two, how long did it take Zdenek to start his own podcast from the moment he discovered Luke's English podcast? Hmm. So what would be your initial guess? I think it's three years. I think that uh, I started in 2009 and um hmm is it three three years i started in april 2009 and as far as i'm aware you started yours in 2012 but it might be 2013 i remember the school where i was working when i got that message from you saying i'm you know i'd like to do this and uh so when i was there that was i, I worked there between 2012 and 2013 most of my time was spent in 2000 i think it's three and a half years i think you started in 2013 but i might be wrong three and a half years i'm going to say well you're right and you're wrong you're you're wrong about uh how long it has been but you're right about the the time uh, the, the year when uh, my podcast started but let me give you options yeah okay so has it been two months has it been six months or 10 months uh, was it i should say oh, was it oh sorry past, from past, the, past tense from past the tense. moment yeah. from yeah mm -hmm. was it was it was from it, the yeah. moment that you heard episode 40 to when you started your podcast ah right because i don't know when you, i know when i published episode 40 it was 2009 or maybe 2010 um uh but then when you so i don't know when you heard it yeah 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 mm. what was the gestation period 
for Zdenx English podcast. <laughs> Give me the options again quickly. So two it's two months, six months, or 10 months. Two months, six months, 10 months. I'm going 10 months because it's the closest to the, how long it takes to create a person. So I, 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 would, <laughs> I, I reckon to create Zdenx well, English podcast was, is a similar gestation period for a human. So I've, I will have you know that it takes less time to create a podcast. So it was actually two months. <laughs> only two months, really? <laughs> only, only two months, yeah. But I the think thing the, is, I, I had already tried something like that before yeah you know that yeah i had i had done some podcasts but these were like weird experiments <laughs> these were weird experiments called zdenex crazy podcast yeah right they, they used yeah. to be called zdenex Cra crazy zdenex podcast or something like that yes so it was not my first attempt but when when i heard your podcast it, it also sort of like clicked it was like yeah i want to do something like that this is cool you know Mm -hmm. I think I think I think you were not with with your now wife at the time either. So your wife can't have could, could could couldn't couldn't even tell you no because you met your wife a few years later. I I would like I to think that's think how so. it was. I don't think so. I you think don't think so. No, no, because you you started in two thousand and thirteen. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, I was I was uh, with my wife. I'd been with her for three years by that point. Oh, you just didn't mention it then. Okay. On the no, podcast. I think did it. I think uh, yeah, I did. Are you sure? Yeah, Are you sure? Yeah, I'm certain. Yeah, because I said that I'd moved. I, you know, I did. I talked about moving to France and yeah. stuff, and I had been living in France for a few months at that point. So Are I certainly sure? had mentioned. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. I always thought that when I listened to your first episodes that they were all recorded in London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. So I met her in, 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 in 2010. So a year after I, more or less a year after I started recording the podcast. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I probably mentioned, started talking about her around about episode a hundred. That's so, it. That's, that's, that you might have given us the impression that, you know, you hadn't been with her for a long time. Anyway, Huluk, I really sincerely hope that this doesn't break up your marriage or anything. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it, it, it might, it might be the end of the next English podcast. I might get canceled after, after the revelation that your wife, uh, does, doesn't necessarily <laughs> approve of its existence. However, however, the last thing I want is the breakup of your marriage, Luke. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's okay. It'll take more than that to, to pull us apart. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So here we go. So question three. Which Luke's English podcast episode did Zdenek play the most to his students? I think I know. It's it's. I mean, it's. Uh, you you were featured in a double episode, I, but I don't think it's that one. I, th I mean, you may have suggested that people listen to that double episode with you from a couple of years ago, three, four years ago. Um, but I think I know the one that you've you've actually played in the classroom. This will be one that you've probably uh, created some worksheets for or created lesson plans for. So I think it's episode 120, is it 125, The Pink Gorilla Story? Uh, it's definitely one of the most played episodes, but I would actually, I would actually, I would actually say that I'm going to give you options then. Yeah. Okay. So okay. is it either the episode you've just mentioned? Well, we have already kind of established that it isn't. So, or is it episode one, the introduction 
Or how about episode 29, the mystery story? Ah, okay. So it's got to be the mystery story because that is nicely packaged and prepared for learners of English because it's a it's a it goes very well into a lesson about narrative verb tenses for telling stories and the story itself is only a few minutes long and so it's perfect for 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 using in classes and I've done that many times so it's got to be episode 29 the mystery and students story. students like visuals as well so I sometimes play it as a video too because people can search it they can find it on YouTube too you know that video the, the video of just the story yeah. with, with some some visuals. I love it, yeah. That that I think that there are teachers in around the world who have asked their students or have set that video for their students as homework. Teachers in Spain or maybe South America, because quite a lot there are periods where suddenly all these comments arrive and it's they all arrive one after the other in about a one or two week period. And the comments are always written in Spanish. And I've translated them and deleted them. Because they almost they're almost all written by like twelve year olds or thirteen year olds. Oh. And they are all like I I guess. I mean you can tell from the you know, from the messages. And they are all something along the lines of and I'm gonna swear now because uh this is but don't blame me, listeners, blame the 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 I don't know who, the the teenagers the spanish speaking teenagers from wherever they're from and possibly they're they're stressed out teachers who are forcing them to watch my videos but the comments are always like what the fuck is this stupid video and and uh, <laughs> you know, uh oh uh, who else is here doing some stupid homework who who's watching this because because they had to do some fucking homework and it's all like puta this and puta that <laughs> and it roughly translates to like you know it's the equivalent of going oh this is fucking stupid who's got to do this as their fucking homework and i'm like delete 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 <laughs> in spanish i'm just like delete 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 sometimes i even respond Okay. I'm like, you know, just just get just get on with your homework. Full stop. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Luke, don't worry. I have never had any comments like that from any of my students. But then again, I I, I have never really taught uh, students this young as a group. I may I have taught some individual students, but not as a group. So they they might just be. I I, I suppose like the most most of the students who do those lessons they're fine with it but then there are just some kids from probably like quite rough schools who just don't want to do anything if it's in english yeah. and so they end up yeah, writing yeah, yeah, these, yeah. these comments it's quite funny too <laughs> so i'll just they'll pop up on my phone i'm like what's this okay translate oh okay it's another one of those kids <laughs> yeah i i mean it's it's brilliant the stuff the stuff you do the luke's english podcast thing it's really cool for all english teachers in the world I must have taught about hundreds, if not thousands of students, Luke, here in the Czech Republic, uh, loads in the UK as well. Uh, although in the UK, they were more short term because, mm. as you know, that's the nature of uh, the language schools in the UK, in London specifically, the summer yes. schools. And and even the, the school I worked for uh, during the year, um, the, the students, they come and go, right? They, it's, it's, yeah. Short, intensive a, courses. Uh, They're just there for a few weeks. A lot of turnover and all that. Yes. So, um, and I have to say one thing. Not a single student didn't hear the word Luke's English podcast from me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for that. No, really. Thanks for... I mean, I'm not, saying it, I'm not saying it for you to be grateful. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying like it's, 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 it's something for me 
as a teacher, it has always been very important that I told my students how they can learn English. It's 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 way more important than than um, because this is how they will remember me. They will not remember me for teaching them how uh, the passive voice works. They will remember me for being the guy that recommended them Luke's English podcast, and then it has changed. This has changed their learning habits. You know, yeah. they will, I'm, I'm sure this is what they might remember me for, but not not the passive voice. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's about motivation, isn't it? It's about, it's a long-term yeah. thing, learning learning uh, English. Obviously, you know, it's important to, if you're doing, a, you know, you can, you can do, you can make short-term improvements and just focus on English in a short term. And, you know, you've got to be very efficient and just like maybe do bits of grammar and fix little problems and things. And that can, you know, fit into someone's otherwise busy life. But really to... To do it properly, it's got to be a long-term thing. You've got to, yeah. you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You've got to listen long-term, listen regularly, and listen for longer periods. And the best way for that is to find something that you feel some attachment to. And so, you know, that's always been the spirit behind uh, 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 doing abso- Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it has, English has to become your your lifestyle, really. And yeah. um, a part of you just have to allow it to become a part of your life and um this is a brilliant way to do it a one lot of, of the ways it's not the only way but uh, yeah i mean you can spend as a teacher you can spend a lot of time and effort trying to persuade your students to do things and and you know how do you persuade them you, you know the typical thing is to tell them well english will give you great advantages in your life and blah 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 but really the only way is just to try and try and sort of make them enjoy it you know and and then then the motivation isn't an issue because they're just like oh this is nice i just enjoy spending time with this english and and so that's that's great yeah so i agree i agree with you that you know i've i've always been doing this podcast with that in mind with that purpose in mind to try and help people listen more because it's just so healthy for their english so you're recommending it to the students is something that i would do too and I do recommend my own podcast. I, although I say, look, you know, it doesn't have to be my <laughs> podcast. It could be anything, whatever you really like listening to. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. Listen to it regularly and do it not as a – don't see it as homework. Although you can if you want. But just just listening to it for pleasure. You can listen and you can do all these different strategies and stuff like that. Or, at the very least, just listen and enjoy the experience. Um, so, you know, I, I agree with yeah. you. I think that is good a good thing to recommend to students. There are also two things to look at here. So, so uh, you know, like when you when you tell people, I, you should watch this TV show, it's brilliant. Sometimes yes. they don't want to do it just because. Just because you like it, they feel like, no, that's exactly why I'm not going to watch it. You know that that kind of response. Of I, I, I have got this many times. But then I guess what, what, was, what played to my advantage was the fact that I have done this. You know, Luke's English Podcast has helped me with my English. And and I discovered Luke's English podcast after having graduated from a university as an English teacher. So I had been an English teacher for, well, a few years already, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yes, it has helped me a lot with my own English. So, so I mean, I... I should be the living proof of this, guys. So what else do you want? <laughs> do you know what? Like yeah, some dude. teachers, maybe if they are native speakers or something like that, they might be. They might have a bit more distance. But for me, it's very personal. And uh, you know how personal stories often 
you know, mm. can make make a difference. So hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully, this can also inspire some people to to start listening to Lux English podcasts and ultimately improve their English. Definitely, yeah. I, I what you said about uh, when you say, "Oh, we got to got to watch this show," and then people it, like people need to people like to discover the things themselves. If they are told that something is good, then they just they'll never it'll never work. But you have to discover it yourself. Yeah, that's, and then, like, that's exactly. Sorry. Like my like like uh, you know, I always go go on about the Beatles and stuff, and I'm sure that there are some people who, when I say, "Oh, the Beatles are great," they're just like, "Ah, fuck off." <laughs> you know, it's just like, "Oh, Beatles, Beatles, Beatles," um, and yeah, I mean, a lot, for me, when I discovered the Beatles, like my my dad had all the records, and he was sort of saying to me, "Oh, you should listen to Revolver. I think you'll really like it." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." And he, you know, he recommended it to me. And then, like years later, I sort of discovered it myself. I was just like, you know, going through their record collection. I pulled it out, and and I just I felt like I discovered it myself. And then I was like, "Oh, this is mine. This is my experience," which is I'm doing this talk at the British Council about why we love the Beatles in January. And so I'm thinking about all this stuff. How can you explain why you love something? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is about, yeah, discovering things and you feel like you're having a unique experience that's only yours. And so with, I think like great things like the Beatles, which I think is great for me, somehow everyone manages to have their own personal, uh, experience with it. It's weird. It's like when you listen to it, it feels like it's only you, you're the one who really understands it. And then you meet other Beatles fans and it could be anything else. It could be Game of Thrones or whatever. You meet other fans and you, you know, you say, oh, oh, you're a fan of the Beatles too. And then in your mind, you're like, yeah, you're not a proper fan though, are you? <laughs> Even though they have had their own, um, you know, unique personal experience, which is pretty much the same as yours, which is where somehow they, you feel like they're your friends and you love being in that world. Uh, but somehow you still we uh, humans we still convince ourselves that we're having we're the only ones having that experience and i don't know i'm rambling now no it's a it's a it's a brilliant point and i i've come up with a trick because i don't necessarily always tell my students about the next english podcast because of course at the back of your mind you you sort of hope or you you know you, there is this little hope that they might start listening to your own podcast and in some way this might uh, inspire them and they they could uh, you know do more english in their in their free time and all that as a teacher like that 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 would be the ultimate aim and also there's a bit of like ego ego thing going on as well yeah, God, yeah. if they like if they like my podcast that's brilliant you know and they'll like <laughs> me <sighs> no come on like we, we we all think in this kind of way i think it's natural yeah. but i have got i've got a i've got a, a secret uh, trick for this yeah it's not yeah. that sec- it's not that secret really but uh, i just tell everyone to listen to secret now sorry it's not I just tell everyone to listen to Luke's English podcast and and hope that, that they listen enough to discover that there is an episode with Zdenek uh, right. appearing on, on Luke's English podcast and then and then uh, and I think it happened like twice or three times already and then they they were like you have your own podcast teacher you know and as you said it's uh, different yeah. it's different this is different from when I tell them I've got my podcast now guys go out and listen to it and they will be like nah screw that <laughs> yeah he's, tell- he's telling me what to do i'm not doing any of that <laughs> yeah yeah you have to let them discover it for themselves it's kind of like saying look at look over it. look here's a cake 
and you, you put <laughs> the cake on a plate with the name of your podcast on it. It's like, you know, these little suggestions. You've got, it's, you've got to be like Darren Brown, the hypnotist, where you're dropping in these little suggestions. So on their way to the classroom, you've got like a little Zenix English podcast logo on the stairs. Nothing else, <laughs> little logo. And then in the toilet, there's like, you know, a little thing. and then maybe, you know, just these little subliminal yeah. Uh, yeah. things. It's like advertising. That's what advertising does. It's it's just totally subliminal, so that you just want something you don't even know why you want yeah. it. Yeah. Where I say if some if somebody call, if somebody does some cold calling marketing, yeah, and somebody just calls you and do you want to buy my product? You're like fuck off. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to do any of that. Screw you. Why are you even calling me? That's how <laughs> I feel though when I see adverts. When I just see big yeah. posters and it's like some yeah. smug smug beautiful person looking down on you there's so many adverts for things for different products and the models in the adverts always have this disdainful look on their faces have you seen like it's an advert for clothes or whatever and the models yeah. are always like you know got this this they're like looking at you like you're a piece of scum on the pavement <laughs> you know and it, like i hate that i, I genuinely yeah. hate a lot of those adverts we're just walking around just i just why do I feel a bit depressed? Oh yeah, it's because all the pictures all around me are all looking down on me like I'm a piece of crap. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, advertising. Anyway, yeah, don't no. get me started. That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, um, the you know the, what advertising does to your state of mind without you oh. even realizing it. You, you, you. Um, where you live in Podibradi, you have a, a, a cycle ride to work, don't you? And you cycle through a forest. That I must to, you I, used I, to. I used to because now, you know, now I'm working free. I'm a freelancer now. So uh -huh. it's kind of work from home, really. So I don't cycle that, that much anymore. But uh. Uh, I, think, I think the reason you're mentioning it, because... Um, back in the day, you you recorded uh, you recorded an episode which was uh, com uh, you sort of came up with a competition, a photo photo competition, mm -hmm. and uh, the the idea was that the listeners would send 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 you a photo of themselves listening to your podcast, and there would have to be something in the photo that would sort of make it obvious that they are listening to a podcast, ideally yes. your podcast, right? Yes, and so so so. Uh, I, I uh, sent in my uh, competition entry and uh, I took a photo of myself riding a bike. So with the, with the handlebars and um, with the, with the, like there was, a, it was in the Table. forest. So I yeah. think, I think, I think you ended up remem remembering that. Yeah. But I, 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 for some reason I've heard you refer to that as well in the past, but it just made me think it must've been, uh, it must've been quite nice to be able to ride through quite a, uh, a sort of uh, uh, rural area with trees and nature, although it's probably it looked pretty cold. And if it, it probably if it rains, it's probably a nightmare. But where, whereas for me, you know, living in a city, I just get you just it's so intense. Like the the the, the, the stimulation, the, the every single thing that's going on, and all the advertising and stuff, it starts yeah. to get a bit much after a while. But anyway, anyway. What I will say, Luke, is that the grass is always greener on the other side. Yes. And when I'm in London, I want to go back here. And when I'm here, I want to go back to London. So right now I'm in a position where I'm, I really want to go back to London again. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just the way it is. Like You always want something you don't have. Yes. That's at least how it works with me. So <laughs> I recently, I mean, I've always, I've always valued meditation. I've always thought it was good. And there have been times in my life when I've done it. But recently it's, 
it's kind of come back to me the how useful it is and that sort of thing you know the grass is always greener and being in that state where you're like uh you know i wish i was somewhere else it would be better if i was somewhere else meditation helps you to stop and just appreciate little things around you and you realize that it doesn't matter where you are you're always going to bring yourself with you so if you travel in order to escape something or you travel because you're not happy be careful because you're going to you're going to bring your own problems with you. So meditation is good because it makes you stop and just mm. everything, pause everything and enjoy even little details like, the, you know, just looking up at, as, and looking at the shape of a cloud. It really, really calms your mind. It's very healthy. As, lo as long as I can listen to Luke's English podcast while I meditate, <laughs> I, 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 might, I might start thinking about this too. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. What did Zdenek struggle with the most during his first years of podcasting? So I wonder if you can guess this. This might be harder without options, but... What did you struggle with? Um, well, there's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff in podcasting. There's obviously, like, coming up with the ideas, uh, recording it, editing, whether or not you edit little things out or not. Uh, then there's the recording equipment, all that stuff, the technical side. Then there's the publishing, which podcast host are you going to use? The marketing of it, getting people to know about it, and that, and this, and that. Hmm. I'm going to say editing, because what can happen is if you start to get self-conscious about yourself. I didn't need to say the self part there again, did I? If you start to get self-conscious, you don't need to say about yourself. <laughs> Um, if you start to get self-conscious, uh, you can start editing things out and you start thinking, oh, no, I don't like the way I said that or I said uh too much or I'm saying you know too much or whatever. And you start to get a bit uh, awkward and about it and you want to control those things and edit those out. So so uh, I'm going to say you struggled with accepting your faults in your speaking and deciding whether or not to keep them in or not, or whether you should be scripting things or speaking um, spontaneously, something like that. What, what are the options? I've, ju I've just realized if I, if I give you the options, now that yeah. means that, that one of the options, which is more or less what you've just described, is, is, is ruled out because of that. But I'm going to give you the options anyway. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, so, so was it his English, his confidence, his guilt of copying Luke? So his confidence that would be the self-conscious the self-consciousness thing. Yeah. And I suppose in a way uh all three of these options might have been a little bit of a struggle, but I still believe one of them was the most prominent one. So uh, I'm going to read them again. Is... His English his confidence or guilt of copying Luke. So we're going to we're going to uh, get rid of his confidence because you've just said that that's although that's partially true that's not the actual uh, option. Do you know uh, what? Because I I feel like it's natural. Like whenever you do something new, yeah, it's it's going to take you time until you really internalize it until you you become one with the with yeah yeah one with the force. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's either your English or your guilt about copying. <laughs> Luke's English <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Well, your English was obviously good already because you had. Uh, I mean, you know, that's even even talking about your English is complicated because you've got your English on paper, and then there's English that's actually as it's used in the real world. I think your English yeah. on paper was already excellent because you'd done your masters and you probably had a good command of the grammar and you knew. Uh, plenty of vocabulary and you knew about all the systems of English and whatever but then actually using English to speak and record your voice in English you know that's a whole other set of considerations you know there's the fluency and and identity issues around you know uh, you know who you are when you speak English and stuff yeah. so that may have been a consideration your guilt over copying me I don't know I felt like maybe I don't know if it was, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but I'd already, I'd given you my blessing, right, um, already, so. Wasn't, wasn't enough. <laughs> that still wasn't enough. So, I don't know, I'm saying both, both, the, the, I think maybe you struggled with converting your academic English to real life English a little bit. Do you think, I, I, I believe this is all natural. That's all just naturally. It's all part, it's all part of the process, right? It would always have to happen. I would always have yeah. to go through something like this. Yeah. So ob native, ob native. obviously what you're describing, it's, it's correct as well. But I don't think it was that, you know, un, un, unusual or something. Yeah. I mean, a native, as I was saying, a native speaker would probably go through the same kinds of things like... Um, uh, I mean, uh, exactly. like a, 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 a teacher who was kind of like fairly new in their career, um, who's from England, who started doing a podcast for whatever reason, they would probably struggle with like, oh, how do I put this? Or I'm Absolutely. not fluent enough. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, so it's not that. So it's the guilt over copying me. That's yeah. the answer then. We've narrowed it down to Yeah, to because that. just, just you know, the, the, the proof is really in the pudding. I mean, in the episodes, in the early episodes, because... How many times have I mentioned your name and your podcast? Because I felt so guilty. So I was like, I need to give something back, you know? So I kept, I kept saying, in a, in a guilty way often, I hope I don't sound too similar to Luke, and Luke is brilliant, and Luke's English podcast, this and that. You know, so my first episodes were really, I was, I was trying to search for my own identity with the podcast. I, I'm, I'm do you, glad. Do you, do you think you found it, Zdenek? Do, do you reckon it's, you... It you took, yeah, it took yeah. a few. It took a few years. It took a few years. Yeah, it three, four years maybe. Yeah, and and then I started feeling more like I'm owning the podcast, you know. Yeah. So, but it it did take some time because it really. I think the main the main reason for this was because when I discovered your podcast, Luke, I hadn't really listened to any other podcasts, and the first few years, the only podcast I really listened to was Luke's English Podcast. And rightly like, so, of course. It's the only podcast <laughs> I Never mind other podcasts. <laughs> well, that, that's part of it too, because there were not that many good podcasts that existed back then. But mm. also, mm. I don't think, I just think I didn't know better. And, and that, that doesn't sound good, but do you know what I mean? Like, I, um, no, that, 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 that doesn't sound oh, good. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Do you mean? know don't what I mean? Because, because, uh, this this world is so rich, and if only if only I had uh, I had explored it more, and if only I had looked. Who would you have Who would you have discovered though if you had explored it more? It's more about me listening to something that's con connected to my interests and things yeah. I love. 
Yeah. So I would have listened to football podcasts from the get go. I would have listened to podcasts related to my favorite TV show, which I started doing later on. Yeah. But your podcast was the one that sort of introduced me into this world of podcasts and podcast and podcasting yeah. as well. But that 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 means it was hard for me to sort of get away from the from your influence. You know, because because I didn't know anyone else. If you if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you know, as a, I wonder if you're the only one. I'm sure you're not, to be honest. That's sort of discovered podcasting through my podcast because, well, I started early. You know, I started before a lot of other people and before. I mean, I wasn't like a pioneer or a early adopter of podcasts by any means because they had already been around for a few years and yeah. it, it kind of podcasting goes in waves. Um, and, um, but yes, when I, when I tell learners of English about podcasts, even now, I'm still surprised that people still don't know what they are or how to get them or what, you know, it's just like, really? But back in 2010, like, a lot of people just didn't have a clue and they still, you know, even after me telling them about it for 10 minutes, they still were completely clueless. So I guess a lot of people would go on the internet and look for stuff for learning English and they would come across mine and they'd work out, you know, how to use podcasts through mine. Yeah. So it might not be the only, you might not be the only one. Well, the thing is, like you say, you were not the pioneer, but, but for me, you were, you see, because, because it's about how you do the podcast. So mm. most of the podcasts, and you said this yourself many times on Luke's English podcast, most of the podcasts when at the time you started were all scripted and uh felt unnatural and also they might have been a little bit pat patronizing too so the way you did your podcast it was more natural authentic and mm -hmm. it really felt like uh you are a nice guy talking to the audience whereas anything else felt like oh he's just trying to teach me something he speaks to me in this kind of weird way why why is he speaking so he or she speaking so slowly it just wouldn't click you know but yours it was different it was like more personal or i don't know you just didn't hold back like you now everyone's so, doing it aren't they stenic yeah everyone's jumped on the bandwagon now haven't they <laughs> with all your bloody rock and roll english podcast <laughs> I know, so I'm just. No, do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, yeah, I do. Yeah, this is this is easier to identify with, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm glad it worked. Because uh, <laughs> you know, it could have it could have just completely um, gone nowhere. But I think when I started it, I. I for ages, I'd been trying to do something. You know, I've talked about this before too, that I'd been sort of like, I knew I had something sort of that I wanted to do. And even before I was an English teacher, I was like, ah, you know, I didn't, it hadn't quite materialized. And, you know, and I I did stand up and, and I was interested in comedy, but all my stuff was all a bit too weird and a bit too personal. I thought that, Yep. No, and um, but then realizing, oh, there's an audience of learners of English about out there, and I can kind of talk to them. I know how to talk to them, and then I can just add my personality and kind of do that stuff. You know, do the kind of Adam and Joe show, uh, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo and Mark Maron kind of thing, but for learners of English. Um, and uh, that's that was the idea. So it allowed me to, 
it, it that's how it is formed sometimes things don't materialize you know it, it, all the elements need to fall into place sometimes and then when the stars are you know when the planets are aligned or whatever the metaphor is um that's when you know you just when the you know sometimes it just you feel it you just feel like okay i've got a thing i i've got the vision you get this vision and like right i've got this vision now all i need to do is just do the legwork and that's it you know but yep. sometimes you just got to wait for the vision to come you got to give yourself space meditation i mean we call it meditation, but it could just be sitting with no distractions and just sitting and maybe having a little nap and just <laughs> ideas come to you in those situations. You got to just like get some silence, just block out all the other things, close your eyes, and these ideas sort of come to you. And wh where do they come from? God knows. But uh, I'm talking. I'm talking now as if I'm doing great work, but. Uh, uh, you I are. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's not uh, need to in say. My hum in my humble opinion, you are. But uh, my, I, I totally I understand what, what you mean because I, I I have the similar kind of like mind. I I need to create things, yeah. So, uh, but I think sometimes you also need to fail a lot of times yep. because you learn from your mistakes too. And yeah, so I just hope one day it will all align. So, yeah. Yeah, well, the things that you know, things are moving. The 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 pieces are moving together. Hopefully, they're gonna you know align and not just like smash into each other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look, this is taking a lot of time. I have yeah, to yeah, yeah, come on. We have to speed this up. So, yeah. uh, where in London did Zdenek record his first episode with Luke? Because obviously you have been on the podcast a few times on Zdenek's English podcast. If you yeah. guys don't know it, I don't have the numbers of the episodes here, but there is a thing called Google. And all you need to do is just type in Zdenek's English podcast and Luke. And that's yeah. it. That's all you need. And all the episodes with me and Luke will come up. Uh, I know the answer. Is I think it was St James's Park. Is it St James's Park, the one in front of Buckingham Palace, where there are lots of ducks and geese, and we recorded sitting on the grass, and a duck came yeah. waddling past at one point, and there was a guy smoking weed under a tree nearby. And th 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 those were your highlights from from the episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were there. I mean, obviously, it was nice to meet you and stuff, and you were. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just mention it in passing it, it was, was also easy. also nice to meet you it's good to seeing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh but you were you were a bit nervous and you 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 had your audio recorder and you kind of like just switched it on and you you didn't even feel like you could do an introduction or anything you just kind of shoved it in my face uh which yeah. i totally understand you know i totally understand because you know i've I, <laughs> it's a bit weird for me to talk about this in a sense because I'm if I talk about people that when I'm you know that I'm starstruck when I meet then it's yep. sort of I don't feel like I'm a, one of those people uh, but you know I've met people before and have just have been unable to string a sentence together and you know like the famous one is when I met Eddie Izzard the comedian who uh, was you know I yep. just love love his work and I was standing next to him been to a dinner 
with him and a few other people and i ended up you know next to him and i was just like right luke this is your chance to <laughs> tell him how great you think he is and i was like oh you know uh, i used to listen to all your cds i used to live in japan and i didn't have a tv and and i used to have your cds and i used to just like uh, lie down and just listen to your cds and I, over and over again and and then i sort of leaned in i said you're in my head now yeah, I the thing is, like, this is this is what doesn't work, right? When you start complimenting people too much, Absolutely. it's the same with if you if you if you are, let's say, uh, trying to get involved romantically with uh, with someone, it's exactly the same. Yeah. You can't just start off by uh, by uh, saying a, a lo loads of compliments to the girl because she will just uh, it's, she will just think that uh, she's out of your league. You know, it's just weird. It's just, I don't understand the psychology of it really, but it's just awkward. Yeah. So just knowing from experience. Experience. Yeah, the thing you've got to do is just like chat like a you know, just chat like a normal person because as far as that other person is concerned, they are just a normal person too. <laughs> Unless they're an uh, an asshole, you know, who thinks that they're better than everyone else, then then the, if they're not that person, yep. which they won't be if you think they're great, you know, they, they if you've really spent enough time, you've worked out this is a decent person, then they won't be all high and mighty. You just talk to them on a level you'd be you're respectful exactly. you know be respectful and stuff and maybe say a couple of words about what they mean to you but as soon as you start doing this kind of like oh you're the wonder you're wonderful <laughs> then they're like all right all right this is yeah, just right. weird now please it, go away it, it so doesn't work, yeah. instead you have to be like my uncle when he met paul mccartney in a shop <laughs> and you know he just went yeah. paul what are you doing here <laughs> it's sort of just i just love that story so much because he was in a shop in in England somewhere. I can't remember the town. It's a town near where Paul's got a studio, so he spends time in that area. And uh, my uncle was just there. My uncle has this knack for just bumping into very famous people and just getting on with them. He's just, you know, it's amazing. He's all these musicians and stuff that he's met and, and people. And um, he was in the queue. It was an art shop, and they were in the queue, and there was something going on in front, like a credit card payment issue, or I don't know what it was. And um, um, he, he he thought, oh, I recognise that voice. You know, it's probably like, you know, I've just got another card here. I'll just use this one. You know, I was in the Beatles, something like that. Although he wouldn't have said I was in the Beatles. And my uncle's like, oh, I know that voice. And then the person turned round for whatever reason. And my uncle just went, Paul, what are you doing here? <laughs> Paul, who is amazing in these situations, just said, oh, you know, I'm just, I've just come down to buy some, some artwork. You know, I've got this, and 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 Paul was like, what are you doing here? To my uncle, and my uncle was like, because my uncle had his camera, mm -hmm. and he was like, are you a photographer? Because you know, Paul's wife, uh, 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 Linda, was a photographer, so obviously he's got an interest in that. And Nick was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a photographer. I, you know, I take pictures of birds. You know, I'm a, I'm a bird watcher. And and Paul was like, oh, I love birds because this is one of Paul's things. He loves birds. And a lot of his songs are about birds. Well, they have birds in the title. And Nick started showing him the photos of the birds on his phone, on his on his camera. And one of them is a, the uh, the grey wagtail. He's like, oh, you know, grey wagtail. And Paul's like, grey wagtail, that's my favourite bird. You know, and they just we chat about the birds in his camera and just like on a normal human level. So Nick wasn't like, oh my God, it's the great Paul McCartney. It was just, hello, Paul, how are you? Which is exactly the way you should yeah. do it. And if the person is, a, as I said, if the person is a, a reasonable 
nice person, then they should respond to that quite well, other than, and otherwise they'll be like, oh, who are you, scumbag? You know, you're not fit to lick the scum off my boots. Uh, (laughs) Well, in my defense, I mean, come on, I had been listening to your podcast for a few years already. So it was, and I, you had been the inspiration for the next English podcast. So I, I had to be a bit starstruck. It like there was no other yeah. way. Well, it had to. It had to happen. But I hopefully, hopefully, we managed to make it work in the well, end. It's very good for my ego, you know. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, <laughs> I feel all big and famous now. Uh, um, I, I know what you mean, but but uh, yeah. you know, we were also like we were both teachers at the time, so yeah. we so I, I believe we still had some kind of respect for each other because of yeah, that, of right? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. We had yeah, a, we, we, I was we, happy to meet you. We had a beer and and we chatted yeah. and, and we sort of talked and had an interesting conversation. And it was yeah, it was nice. You know, it was nice to meet a fellow podcaster, fellow English teacher. It was yeah, it was nice. Cool. Okay, so let's carry on. How many Lepster meetups did Zdenek and Luke do together in Ooh, London? I think we did two. Is it two or three? I can't remember now. Maybe three. Uh, but the first one. Uh, so I don't know, it's either two or three. Certainly the first one was uh, a bit of a failure because we met each other and at the pub and then we like no one else turned up as far as we were concerned and we were just stood outside the pub. We had a couple of drinks and a chat and stuff. And then it turned out that there were other Lepsters in that pub. They were just, I don't know, hiding in the corner or something. It's weird, you know, when, when learners of English go to London, it looks like any when you go to a foreign place, you're not necessarily the kind of outgoing, gregarious, confident person who would stride around the pub looking at every table and checking. You know, you'd like go to your little corner of the pub and sort of like hunker down there. Uh, and so that's what some of them had done. I don't know if that's what they were, that's how it was for them. But in, in any case, they they stayed in their part of the pub. We stayed standing just outside it, which is a normal thing to do in England, by the way. Just, you know, you just stand outside a pub. Um, and we just uh, assumed we just assumed he, they hadn't turned up here. Yeah. We so. assumed, and later <laughs> on, we discovered that, that they'd been there the whole time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe maybe we should have been scouring every part of the pub to find any ninjas that were hiding in the corners. Um, but um, yeah, so that was the first one. So sorry to those listeners. I don't know if they're listening to this now, but sorry that you didn't meet. <laughs> they probably they probably stopped listening after that yeah. experience to to both of our podcasts. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like right, well, that's spoiled. That's taken the edge off, taken the shine off all of the all of it now. Uh, and then uh, several others. And one of them where I lost my I'd lost my voice. Yeah, and it's like hello everybody. Uh, thanks for coming to the meetup. And everyone's like, who is this? Who is this person? That's not Luke, is it? doesn't look like he does in that video that he did in 2009, 16 Ways to Say I Like It. He looks, is that the same person? He's sort of got a, he looks a bit like Luka Modric, so maybe it is him. But he's got a weird voice. There's like, who's been, who's kidnapped Luke and replaced him with this imposter? Uh, so everyone was maybe, I don't know if everyone was a bit freaked out or what, but that was, it was nice. And I think I did another one. We did another one like that too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but that, 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 that one... Uh, you had voice, actually, the one we did later. That you, you were with your usual voice, so okay. everybody, everybody knew it was you. But yeah. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure about this, Luke. So my options were one, two, or at least three. I think it's three. <laughs> I think it might have been even four because I remember that there were some with your brother as well. I think right? two. I did two 
my brother joined me twice, you know, as a bodyguard. Yeah. Needed someone else to come with me just in case there was one crazed lepster with a big bag who wanted to like, <laughs> now you will always be with me. You know, that kind of thing. Like, nah, steady on. Yeah. At um, this point, I would also like to remind people that uh, every single time we did this lepster meetup, it was in London. And uh, there were some episodes recorded too. On, so you will find it in the archive of Zenex English podcast. There was one we recorded about when I was interviewing you about your uh, alleged crime activities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all all made up, by the way, just in case anyone gets confused. Because sometimes I do say things on my podcast, and there's always someone who completely misunderstands everything. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I, you know, I do the lying game, or I used to do the lying game, where we tell stories, and it, is it true or is it a lie? And Amber told a story about how she left her baby in a room and forgot to bring her upstairs to her apartment and she was upstairs drinking tea meanwhile she'd left the baby downstairs and completely abandoned her it wasn't true it was a lie but then at a comedy show this girl who'd set up the show this french girl she she brought amber she introduced amber and then she decided to interview her at the end yeah and she's like i can't believe you did that thing to your baby in front of <laughs> And Amber was like, no, 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 it was a lie. It was a lie. Didn't you understand? And she didn't get it. She didn't understand. And yeah. other things of that nature, people always get the wrong and like wrong end of the stick, misunderstand. Yeah. So yes, yeah. uh, I don't have that that was all made up just to teach some idioms about crime. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Question number seven. What were the numbers of the Luke's English podcast double episodes Denek oh. appeared in? <laughs> I really struggled co constructing this question, by the way. The yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I, for some reason, I couldn't make it work. Yeah. No, I think you've done all right there. Yeah, uh, I, in the no, end, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know. It's 500 and something, isn't it? Okay, five, so the, five, the, mm, the, op the options where uh, I was going to give you were 450 and 451, 569 and 570, or 612 and 613. For some reason, 500 and something comes to mind. Bloody hell, I've done a lot of episodes, haven't I? Jesus. Sometimes I think, what do people think? Like, oh, a podcast for learners of English. Have a look at this. 750 episodes. <laughs> no, thanks. Too much. <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. Um, some some people write to me saying, I've, I started listening to your episodes uh, a year ago, and I've just finished. It's like, what? You listen to 750 episodes in, in, in 12 months. Is that like three episodes? It's like just, you just constantly listening yeah. uh, for about a year. Um, so um, uh, uh, I think it's 569 and 570. And you would be right. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Nice, nice one. Okay. So um, that, was, that was obviously a big moment for me. Thank you for inviting me, by the way. Um, uh, mm -hmm. It was one of the best moments of my life, really. Um, and do you know, do you know what? I, like, thinking, like looking back now with the benefit of the hindsight, I actually have to say that it was the right moment to invite me because I think I was about to go to the UK. So it felt, it felt like the, the right sort of push. In, you know, because... Obviously, I had already worked in the UK at the summer camps, but this was different because I 
I wanted to make it as an English teacher in London. Yeah. And I still had these doubts, like, what is it going to be like me as a non-native teacher? How, how am I going to be received? Well, they might need me at the summer camps because maybe they have a lack of teachers or something. So there were a lot of doubts at the back of my mind. But that with this episode, you, it was the right time, you know, because if you had invited me, let's say, uh, three years or two years uh, before that, it might have not come out so well or i might have not have that confidence it just was the right timing so well that's good yeah that's good i'm really glad it gave you a boost um yeah i'm it's weird again talking about (laughs) my own work as if it's this great thing but i mean you know it's again it's not for me to decide but if you're you're saying talking about it in those terms so i'll just go along with what you're saying that you do get i suppose people people tell me that it has an effect on them um and certainly you're one of the people who you're a long-term listener and you, you it's clear you know what it's done for you um so yeah i mean you do sometimes get a sense of what the platform can do you know what the podcast can do and so yeah i mean that's very rewarding for me too to 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 to, to imagine or to know that it's that it, 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 it helps it people might, or helps anyone. Yeah. Well, I would go further than that. I think it might have changed my life in some way. So it's, it's a big thing to say, right? Big well, statement, I, a big statement to make. But to be honest, you might think that I don't know how that feels. So it might be like there might be distance between the two of us. But I've actually had some people now who, as a result of listening to my podcast, have started their own podcast too now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Over, yeah. Well, oh. isn't isn't this one of the questions? Am I? Wait, hang, hang on. Yeah, so there are seven questions. This yeah, is yeah. This is one of the questions. So we'll, we'll get to that. That's oh, question okay. number no, number nine. Oh, there are so, nine questions. No, yeah, uh, ten. Ten. Okay. So okay. there, there are three three more to go. I'll come you know back. what? Let's 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 actually swap the the or, order of the question. So let's do this question now. It makes more sense. Okay. So um, so we're gonna do question number nine now, even though it should be question number eight. <laughs> numbers so, who cares <laughs> so are there any podcasts that have been inspired by Zdenek's English podcast okay so obviously um, my podcast is not as, as massive as yours but still I have already kind of let the cat out of the bag now yeah so I'm just going to give you so is it um, some options, yeah. he says looking from a Luke's English podcast uh, <laughs> flask available now from teacherluke.co.uk slash merch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did you manage that? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So is it, you know what? I'm going to give you that option anyway. Is it zero? Is it one? Or is it at least two? At least two. Yeah. The thing is like, you never know, right? Because some people might not tell you. So that's why I'm saying at least but I know that there are two podcasts. Um, the, the, these people are telling me that it was my podcast that pushed them to start their own podcast. Who are they? So Ra- Rambling Raspberry. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Nina. That's Nina from Poland. Rambling Raspberry. Rambling Everybody Raspberry. subscribe to that podcast. It's awesome. And it's English, right? It's all in English. Yes. Rambling Raspberry. Right, I haven't it's, heard it's, that. It's, Hello, it's, Nina. It's, it's brilliant. And then there is um, the Guerrillas podcast. The Guerrillas podcast. 
the gorillas. Not the pink gorillas. No, 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 no. <laughs> the gorilla. Am I am I pronouncing oh, gorillas the right? like gorilla? Gorilla is like talkative. Talkative. Gorillas. Am I Wait a minute. I- Wait a minute. Because uh, there's gorillas, the animals, and then there's gorillas like oh, yeah. like Che Guevara, uh, gorilla gorilla fighters, gorilla warfare, that I kind was, of gorilla. I, I think I think I mispronounced the word gorillas, gorillas, gorillas. How do you spell it? Can you put it in the oh, chat? Oh my goodness! What a disaster this is. Okay. Um, not, this is just normal. This is just normal stuff that happens when people communicate with each other. They these things happen it's all a question of how you negotiate it and what how you deal with it isn't it don't you think i'm just going to go to cambridge dictionary and garrulous yeah i i was pronouncing it more or less correctly garrulous the garrulous garrulous that yeah it's the it's the bloody at sound yeah so the garrulous podcast it's, right? it was stressed though as well because there's gorillas yep. and then there's garrulous. I, go- I said gorillas yeah okay so i put the stress ladies and gentlemen i humbly apologize for that i put the stress on the wrong syllable that's because i don't necessarily use this word that much that's why the garrulous podcast not the garrulous garrulous <laughs> c-g-a-r-o-l-o-u-s uh, I see now I'm going to reveal if I, that's not how you spell garrulous, but we, okay. G A R R U L O U S garrulous. Now we've got to explain it since, uh, since we've been talking about it, you're going to use Cambridge. I'm going to use Colin. Mm-hmm. What would Colin say? <laughs> Colinsdictionary.com. They don't sponsor me, but they should. Uh, so, Garrulous. If you describe someone as garrulous, you mean they talk a great deal, especially about unimportant things. <laughs> sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds sounds like you, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Okay, garrulous. All right. So the garrulous podcast, and who does that then? Benno Marble. That's that's his that's his kind of nickname, but his first name is Binyak. Sklen- his name is Binyak Sklensky, but. Um, he is a he is a music teacher from the Czech Republic, and a musician as well. And yeah, yeah. so it's 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 really cool. It's really cool feeling to know there are some people. So I, what I'm t- trying to tell you is that I kind of know how it feels. Like I mean, it might not be the same, but I I, I, I kind of know how it feels to be sort of like the inspiration for some. It feels good, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying I'm a grandfather? Is that what you're saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hope I hope it doesn't make you feel old or anything. Luke. Oh no, I, I already felt old. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've got two other questions. We can't let yep. this go on forever because it'll... no, it's 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 we are almost there. Uh, okay. So in terms of podcasting, what has Denik made the most progress with? in the last few years uh sound quality is one of them because you bought a shaw mv7 microphone what's the name of that microphone are you sure Ah, Uh. you see what he did did, listeners look sure it's the name of a microphone company i've got a shaw he's got a shaw they make really decent microphones did you hear a noise then i did yeah do you hear the notification i do apologize that's all right that's one of my Pet hates another one is listening to podcasts that were recorded during lockdown usually, and there's always like little noises when people receive emails. It's like turn your notifications off. Come on, guys! And there you go. I just did it as well. So uh, that was my brother writing to me on WhatsApp. 
um, sending me... Oh, 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 I hope he's not suggesting that uh, we should cancel the next English podcast or something. Don't we worry. Have, we have had enough of that from your wife, Luke, so please. <laughs> no, she, didn't say, she didn't say it should be cancelled. She just expressed her... What's the word for it? She expressed her... You know, she showed her interest in in me as a business venture, um, um, you know. And so, listen, listen. Tell your wife that if anything, we help each other out by this. Yeah, yeah? because I have... it's it's with all podcasts. It's like that yeah. when you invite a guest onto your podcast, and they are another podcaster. If anything, you're yeah. just going to promote each other. You know. So like, I've told her it's yeah. all cool. I've, it's all right. I've explained <laughs> it. I've dealt with it since then. It. So, stove, that's not a word. So, in terms of podcasting, what has Denik made? So, yeah, is it, what's the name of your microphone? It's, it's these are important details. Sure, MV something, isn't it? Um, yeah, something like that. Hold on, MV, I will... yeah, I was right, Sure, MV7. Yeah. So, the, that that's great. It's a really good uh, microphone. It's a, uh, for just for the viewers and listeners, it's, um, it's 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 a it's a USB microphone, so it plugs directly into the computer. It also I think it's it's both, yeah. It's, it's a XL, XLR it's as well. XLR yeah. as well. So the one I'm yeah. using is only XLR. Is that is that MV MV eight or no? This is a SM7B. This is a classic. Vin, this is not well. It's not vintage because I. It's only a few. You know, I bought it when 2013 or something. But uh, this design. It, it, this microphone design has been around for many years and and you know michael jackson recorded thriller the vocals for thriller on one of these and it's a it's a classic industry standard um dynamic condenser uh no it's a industry standard uh cardioid dynamic uh microphone i had no idea what you just said but yeah <laughs> yeah i've learned all this stuff after doing podcasting you know i just kind of like learned it all um and your one is also a, a similar kind of microphone but it's is designed to be a sort of let's say a more gamer friendly version of of mine so it's it, um you know so, sounds like me <laughs> yeah so it's it's not doesn't have the same microphone capsule as mine but it sounds kind of similar and it's i would say it's a great microphone i, I you know i think it was a really good choice that you you yeah. got that microphone and it it does help i think it gives your voice it, it gives the sound a, a warmer more solid uh, more robust quality and um so that's something i've noticed but give me the give me the uh, options then uh options for this question into okay so is it the ability to improvise and record live without fear? Is it pronunciation and idiomatic language? Or is it the relentless consistency? I think it's the first one because I, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, you started recording podcasts live, which is a, a, a confident thing to do. And um, so, and, and I, I think that you've been making an effort to do things spontaneously and recording live podcasts is part of that. So it's definitely that first one that you've really kind of got to grips with just like, oh, what the hell? Let's just do this and do it live and not worry if thing, little mistakes happen. It's all part of the process. So it's that first one. Absolutely. absolutely. And, a, and, and you're yeah. right to do that. You're absolutely right to do that. that it, feels uh, like, it feels like it's a, it's, a, it's a step up for me. It's like, I am stepping up my game and it it feels it feels the right the right thing to do. I'm I'm challenging myself more and to be honest, 
you know this, but the, the episodes I've always admired the most, your episodes, have been the the rambling ones and the the, the improvised stories. Yeah, Th- those were the ones because let's be honest, like if you write your own script, almost everyone can do that, right? But these episodes, I mean. Mm. Do you know what I? Do you know what yeah, I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, because there are a lot of people. They write their own script. They use the teleprompter or something, and then yeah. they just they just act as if they are saying it. Yeah, but this is different because when when you are able to be funny as well as uh, as as well as informative and teach at the same time, it, it's brilliant. And I just this is this is the kind of think i want i want to do the most and yeah. i think i think i'm getting better and better at it too and yeah. well, I'm, I'm definitely more comfortable with it now because obviously it was hard at first yes i mean that's the sort of thing i want to do too but i've talked about this on the podcast as well recently um the idea that sometimes i've got very specific things i want to do like for example i want to do an episode all about for example different regional accents in the uk mm-hmm. that are different to receive pronunciation and then i think if i ramble about that it could be, you know, it could be very rambling. It could be in, in, inefficient. And I've got certain, there's, there's research that needs to be done. I've got to be very specific. And so in those sorts of episodes, I do need to plan everything in advance. And when I plan things in advance, I realize I, eventually I just write out word for word, all the things I'm going to say, try, I try and, I mean, you know, I don't know if this is, this is helpful for everyone, but it's been helpful for me is that when I write, I try and write the way I speak. Yep. So I will actually sort of speak while I'm writing and I'll, when I'm editing, I'll read it out loud. And I'll just think, does that sound like the way I would actually say it? And if it is, then that's how I write it. And that way, you know, I try and make the writing as close to the natural speaking as possible, but you know, it's still not the same. You can tell when it's spontaneous. So, um, yeah, I want to do spontaneous stuff as much as I can too. Uh, but sometimes when you, you know, when you have a specific objective for an episode, you can't really do it spontaneously because you need to do yeah. preparation for it. And when you start doing preparation, you end up writing. And as, and, and the other advantage is when you've written stuff out, there is at least a transcript, uh, for, yeah. for what you're saying. And that can be very useful for people. So, you know, it's kind of like balance again, balance between doing episodes that are unscripted and spontaneous. And often those will be ones with guests. Like if it's Amber and Paul, um, and then ones that I prepare, and I because I want to get to the point, and I you know, and so on and so forth. So it's yeah. about balance. But I agree, it's a really good skill to practice, though speaking spontaneously. And I encourage any learners of English to do that if they've got presentations to do. Try and prepare the presentation by saying it spontaneously over and over and over again until you finally get it right. And then it'll all be loaded in your head and in your mouth and you just need to go out and do it. Um, so spontaneous speech is a, is a skill which uh, must be developed. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what? As a teacher, I think I'm shifting towards what's called dogma method. You, I'm mm-hmm. sure you're, you're familiar with it. And yeah. it's just... It's just m- closer to my heart these days this is this is this is the the thing that i like the most and what's even more important it's the students respond to it really well you know it's not like they are telling me zdenek you should prepare your lessons more zdenek where's your lesson plan they tend up liking this this more for some reason so and and for me it's 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 zero prep okay it can get a little bit like when, there are times when you are not feeling it when you're not in your element and you're like what do we talk about now but it's like usually it doesn't really happen so once you once you once you once you are experienced enough 
you know to yes. you, need, you need to you need to know how to teach right all, all the ins and outs of of the how you should teach and of obviously you have to have a good knowledge of the english language as as such you know yes yeah. the systems the pronunciation the the phonology uh, the syntax everything yeah. grammar so that helps yeah <laughs> experience so, is really important in those situations yeah. when you're teaching because uh you know it, when you're a new teacher you don't have any experience to call upon and so it's it, you you could be really stuck so you desperately need material you desperately need to prepare in advance otherwise you just get to a point where you're like i just can't i can't do this i don't know what to do i don't know what to do now but after a certain number of years and you've done enough teaching and you've done it you know you've done your delta and whatever and you've kind of you know it's been through it you've been through it many times you can pretty much just go in with nothing and make it up as you go along but yep. you're doing it <clears throat> in a very uh, focused kind of way and uh, that doesn't just in mean talking, obviously, because yeah. I, you know, I really don't want to give that impression that it's just about talking to the students, but it's about listening to them and responding to them and coming up with activities on the spot. Yeah, coming up with like little activities. So maybe vocab on the board, and then what can you do with all that vocab? Maybe if you're using technology, you know, you can play with it and stuff. But uh, yeah, knowing how to come up with activities on the spot. But yes, being in the moment again. Yeah is a really good place to be and you know responding to things naturally in the moment is very important again meditation that's all about just stopping and trying to live in the moment for a little for for a little bit yeah yes for me it's just it just feels more natural because then i can deal with the mistakes the students are making i don't know if you have noticed but i started doing even youtube lives yeah that's with, right with, with real students and i'm i'm if anything i'm really proud of this because it feels like it's not Again, I have seen it somewhere else. I have to be honest with you, but the way I do it, it feels like it's it's my thing. Yeah, Where I have to say, I have to say, yeah. right? This is interesting because the tables are turned a little bit here. Uh, having seen a couple of those things, I've like, I have to say, I mean, I already wanted to do that, but then didn't, and then you're doing it, and I'm like, damn, you know, honestly, well, I kind of thought, damn, I he did it first. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'm, uh, since I'm not married, I, I'm not going to ask my wife for permission. If <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask her for permission, I just told her, right? And she said, "Oh, you know, uh, she knows okay. about trademark it's, and design, you know, copyright and stuff." It's okay, and Luke. You can do it. You can do it. I, I, well, I could do that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you a shout out if I do do Thank that. You. I don't know how. I don't know how I would do it, but. Uh, Okay. Sometimes I consider recording my English lessons in the classroom, but I think legally I shouldn't because, you know, anyway. No, the uh, thing is, the thing is, like, uh, obviously now as a freelancer, you ha what, what you have to do, you have to look for your own students. Yeah. So I've got, I'm trying to learn some basics of marketing. I'm still quite yeah. rubbish at it, but I'm learning some stuff. Yeah. So for example, I, I use LinkedIn, yeah, which is a, which is a yeah. great net network to find people. And there have been some people asking me for lessons now, yeah. And what I uh, what I do is like maybe they 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 are first asking me like what's what sort of methodology do I use, how expensive it is, and so on and so forth. But what I can always do now is to just uh, send them over to my YouTube, which is brilliant, and they will just they either like it or not, you know. 
So yeah. it's half job done, and I love this. So it's it's working really well. And I, I also I've also this is connected to the next English podcast as well, because the lessons that I teach on YouTube lives it's every Wednesday at, I believe seven p.m. Central European time. That's six p.m. UK time. Although it's seven p.m. French time, that's where you are based. Yes, <laughs> it's also seven p.m. dinner time in my house. <laughs> uh, which generally means I'm sitting there trying to stop my daughter spilling water all over the table and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, just just yeah. To, so 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 just to finish my point, these lessons are with Zdenex English Podcast patrons. So it's like an extra perk that I give to my patrons. Yeah, very and nice. I think I I think it's it's really cool. And all these all these students are brilliant. By the way, they have a very high level English, and. Uh, you know, it's it's fantastic. It's working quite well. I, I do like, first we have a conversation about anything. There's no plan. There's no plan whatsoever. It's just, yeah. I just come to the lesson and I don't know what we're going to end up talking about. And then we talk about something. Often it's, it feels like it's nothing, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like I totally just, know what you mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, and then the, the second part is like the f feedback. We just do feedback. Yeah. Which then leads on to many things, right? Uh, I do exactly. the same thing in my lessons. Feedback is great. Yeah, that's what you can do. That's kind of like the foundation of a dogma lesson is that you yep. start by just having a natural conversation. You start, hi, how are you today? And yep. you see where things go. And some students are, will go along with you and other students won't. And the, the, the students who won't, you're like, why, you know, why don't you want to have a normal, natural conversation with me? Do you not understand how conversations work? And sometimes they don't because they think that learning English is like studying maths. Yeah, you know, and it's just like no, no. You're I'm here. To, you're here to just teach me. No, no, I'm here to help you communicate in English, and then you bring them out of themselves. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. and and anyway, whatever direction you yeah. go, and then yeah, you then go into language feedback, which takes you into either vocab or grammar or pronunciation, and then you on the back of that, you come up with you improvise other little things, exercises for them to practice the grammar, vocab, or pronunciation that has come out of the, it's, it's just brilliant. It, um, it works really yeah. well. I have to say, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite proud of this. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's something you, you can do later when you've got the experience and the confidence in your yeah. teaching skills and you've been, you've d been through it a number of times and you know what you there's, should be doing. Yeah. There's just one thing because I know it's also life and it's YouTube. Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel the need to sort of entertain people and it's mm -hmm. at the expense of the, so it's <laughs> my, my lessons in, if in private would be a little bit different because I think I would let my students talk much more than I do in these live shows. You can check this out yourself, listeners. Yeah. It's, it's on my YouTube, on Teachers Denek YouTube channel, but it goes back to the, to the answer to this question. So definitely the improvisation and the ability to just create nothing, uh, create something out of nothing. <laughs> I should do that more. I should do that more. I've got to do. And I've you're very good at it, Luke. So you should, you definitely should. Uh, uh, just final point on that is that I, I feel like I should do more improvised stories. It's been a while since I did one. There was a period when I was doing them all the time, but it was also the period when I had sort of felt like I had nothing to lose, which was liberating. It meant that I felt much more liberated and able to do it. These days, I feel like there's, I got, well, I don't. Pressure. Got, is that pressure? Do you feel like there's pressure. more pressure? It's pressure in the sense that I guess I've got a larger audience because the, the podcast has been growing over the years. Yeah. And 
So yeah, there's you feel that there's more to lose in the sense that if I start, if I do something and it doesn't go well, because a lot of some of those improvised stories are a bit, I mean, they're ridiculous and some uh, they're a bit meta, you know, do you know what I mean? Where you start telling a story and then you refer to the fact you're telling a story and there's lots of stupid weirdness and, and, you know, like basically humans, when you, if you want to appeal to everyone, you've got to start doing things in a certain way and humans like on mass they like a beginning a middle and an end a conclusion to a story and a character arc and uh no things that are not too rude or too weird and too challenging you know you know what i mean um so like for example the the a video an episode i did recently on the podcast is called the mountain Right, and that one is a short story I found online on on a website, and it's not the sort of thing I would normally do. If I came up with a story, it wouldn't be that story. But I told the story, and I did it on YouTube, and it's it's it went it's it's been a hit on YouTube. Right, it's, the the numbers are going up and up and up even now. Um, but uh, it's as I said, it's not necessarily the sort of thing I would do. It's one of the reasons it's a it's a hit is because I was very disciplined about that one. I didn't ramble at all at the beginning. I just kind of got straight to the point. Even three minutes was too long for an introduction. I kind of got into the story. The story is quite efficient and short and simple with a sentence on, you know, each picture has got a different sentence on it. And then I explained it and broke it down. And it was like touching on certain universal things. Wasn't too weird, not too rambly, you know. And as a result, it was a big hit. And so, so I know that if I want to maintain that kind of level, I can't necessarily start doing the weird uh, niche stuff. But then again, who knows? There's only you know the re- the only reason I've managed to get to where I am is because I did all those things, and so they worked then. Why wouldn't they work now? You know, they work for me more than anything, Luke. I'll yeah. tell you this: they do, and that's uh, that also takes us to the last question. Yes, okay. What is the weirdest episodes Denek has ever recorded? You did something recently called the Owl Story, but I haven't heard it, so I can't say if it's weird. But I, I, I think it's an improvised story in the vein it's... of the kind of pink gorilla type thing. The thing uh, is, I didn't set out to do it; that it wasn't even supposed to be a story. I yeah. don't think I don't think it is a story. It's more like a ramble about. Owls. About owls. <laughs> it's really weird. It's really weird. But uh, that's, great. that's a I good shout. That that's that's actually a good shout. I was do you know what? Do you know what, Luke? What? I was actually gonna give you different options, but now that you mentioned the owl episode, that's actually weirder than anything I've ever recorded. <laughs> I have forgotten about that one. When I was creating yeah. the, creating this quiz, I thought I would give you the options. An episode about a rust. Uh, about a rustling spider that woke me up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. An episode, uh, an improvised story about a Sony recorder. Mm-hmm. An episode with a stranger's Danek met on a train. So I've recorded all these episodes and they were all weird in their own way. All great. To, to be honest, the one about the owl, it feels like one of the weirdest ones. So I, I'm going to give you this one. Okay. Can I ask you a bonus question? Of course. Uh, uh, what's the weirdest episode I've ever recorded? What do you think is the the most out there episode I've ever done? Uh, We should also sort of define what weird means. Because for me, when you say weird, it's 
it's I, I, for me it has more positive connotation so for yeah me, me too. We, i love weird stuff i just yeah. i just find it like that's that's why british humor really appears to me yeah more than, more than any kind of humor because yeah. it's it can be weird at times like uh absurd and just silly and do you know what i mean uh, well let's say let, yeah totally what let's say i mean i'm just so I'm, curi I'm curious about this what which episode do you think is the um the most niche appeal i mean which episode do you think is the sort of thing that most people would be like huh <laughs> most normal Again, people would it's, be just it's, it's difficult because when you say niche that for me that has a negative connotation so for me for example your star wars episodes I've yeah. never really, I've never really been into those. I yeah. can't help it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't know anything about Game of Thrones, or you don't know much. Yeah, maybe yeah. the win winter is coming. That would, that's it. Yeah. Uh, because I know you haven't watched it. Because everybody tells you to watch it. We are going back to what we said before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually watched. I've watched like those half an hour all in the entire Game of Thrones, all eight seasons summarized in a thirty-minute video. I've watched that. So just like just like you can't get into Game of Thrones, I have tried on uh, multiple occasions to get into to get stuck in uh, uh, Star Wars, and it just it just can't. I just can't. It doesn't. It's not worth. And I love science fiction. I even love science fiction. Not science fiction. See? It's not science fiction. Oh, there you go. Though maybe that's it's, why. <laughs> it's fantasy. It's fantasy. It's just. Well, I, I, I love fantasy even more. So. Uh, well, well I'm a mass, massive fan of, of uh, uh, you know, The Lord of the Rings. And yeah. so I love that episode, for instance. I've done my own episodes about uh, about uh, The Lord of the Rings as well. But uh, when so for me, niche, too niche, that, that would be it. If you but you know, what I'm get, you know what I'm getting at, though? This, what's the sort of episode that you think that most people would find a bit too weird or too specific or something? And, and yeah, you, maybe, maybe Star Wars and some of those other ones, like things about certain films that people haven't seen and whatever. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, we, weird for me is a positive word. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's what you meant by asking me this question. Yeah, so but we, just... Weird and appealing at the same time. Yeah. Well, no, I don't mean one that you like because it's weird, but I mean the sort of thing that most people would, wouldn't really get. You know? Think about okay, it. In, okay, in okay. Well, I, I, guess, I guess it could be the Carl Pilkington character. This is the episode... But I don't, I don't know because they see. For me, I get it because I've, I have seen. The thing I about have... Carl Pilkington, though, is that people people get that because it's like, let's. Can you understand someone who's from Manchester? Yes. And I think that most people, that's a door, that's a door through which people can can right, get right, in. Right, right, now, right, it, right. It, it may alienate some people because they're like, I can't understand anything he says. Uh, yeah. What is this? Is this even English? Which is a terrible attitude to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I think that that's not too alienating because at least it's like, can you understand this native English speaker yeah, from yeah, Manchester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what that, I meant was probably like his his way of talking and his humor and the things he says. But, yeah. but for me, it, it's not it's not that weird. But I assume it could be weird for some people. But I guess I, I would have to go for the pink gorilla story again. Gorilla, not guerrilla. <laughs> garrulous. <laughs> garrulous. <laughs> the garrulous gorilla. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I wonder. I, I you know, it's because those old improvised stories are kind of uh, old ones. Um, I, I feel like not many people have really heard them, so I haven't really tested them on on the audience I have now. 
Uh, I genuinely think the Pink Gorilla story is a pretty good story. I mean, I you know, it does go somewhere. I've done some other ones, some of those other improvised stories that don't even have an end point. Like, I've no idea. I've just got some phrasal verbs I need to use. And there's one, do you remember one where it was something about the, um, I was working for a, uh, not a therapy, not, not a, uh, a some community center. <sighs> Walking down the street, I ended up working for a, Oh, I can't even remember the details. But it was a story that really went nowhere. It was really just, I ended up going in a building and this guy tried to persuade me to work for him. And then for 20 minutes, we were just talking about how he wanted me to work for him. And I'm like, okay, I'll work for you. And then I'll go out and hand out flyers in the street. And then then I got fired. And then an old woman tried to seduce me. And then the end of the episode, like literally there's no storyline to it at all. So I don't know. I think no, that these, these these are the best. Look, like there was yeah, a sh- really? about one shrimp story, right? And shrimp, the shrimp one a, also is a story. There's an end. There's a joke. It's a joke. Is a there's a punchline to the whole thing, which probably people don't get, but I don't care. Um, and then there uh, one about a dog, a dog talking, story, the talking, talking dog, talking dog, yeah, yeah, which is again yeah. an old joke. Man, man sees a sign by the side of the road. It says "talking dog, tw- uh, ten pounds." So he goes in. He says, "I've come about the talking dog." The guy goes, "Yeah, he's in the back." <laughs> and so he goes in the back and there's the dog sitting there going, oh, you know, I used to do this and I used to do that. And, you know, for years I worked for the Russian government as a spy. And then I worked for the for the American government as a spy as well, because no one realized that I could understand people. And I'd go and tell people about this stuff. And then I worked for the Rolling Stones as a drug mule. And then I was, you know, did that. So I have a very rich life. And the guy's standing there going, what? This is, a, I can't believe this. this is amazing. Only 10 pounds. So he goes back to the guy who's selling the dog. He says, is that dog really? only for sale for 10 pounds and the the man goes you know what you can have him for free he never did any of those things he's full of shit (laughs) so that's but i made i tried to make that story you know as long as possible uh obviously the longer the the longer the joke is the 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 more pressure you put on the punchline of course but again i don't really care um, because it's just a way of spinning out a story. So the talking dog story did have a certain structure to it. But anyway, I get the point. Uh, I think we've agreed that the improvisation and spontane- spontaneity and making stuff up as you go along is actually, it, it, it puts you out of your comfort zone, yeah. which can be a hard thing to do when you've, you know, when when you feel pressure to do content that is going to appeal to a large number of people, um, it does put you out of your comfort zone. But that is probably the the most that's the unique place the place that where you find where you produce content that no one else can do because the only way to do things that no one else can do is to be yourself completely just be yourself exactly um yeah but i you know again i do believe in balance so i want to try to produce some episodes that i think are kind of a bit more mass appeal and then episodes that are for my uh niche audience and you know it's about mixing it up i always try to give variety which is probably one of the reasons i've managed to keep doing it all this time and probably you too and you have been doing it well luke and thank you very much for celebrating this special episode this episode 400 a big milestone for the next english podcast it's an absolute pleasure to have talked to you thank you very much you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Um, and well done. You know, keep it up. Uh, keep up the good work. In French, they would say bon continuation, which is a, a great thing about French. You can just say bon and then a thing. And that's great. Like you can, you know, bon courage, which is like, you know, keep up the good work. 
and bon continuation, which is like, you know, again, keep up the good work, I would say. Yeah, carry on. Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> Likewise, Luke, and say hi to your wife as well. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Okay, mate. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Listening to podcasts can help you with your listening skills. If you wish to work on your speaking skills, join my brand new Discord group called Learn English Online. You will find the invite link on my website, teachesthenec.com, zap section 